And here we are again. Here we are again, again for episode seventeen of the really, really boring, really, really boring podcast that no one should have listened to. Yes. Wow, that's loud. I'm playing on the guitar today. That's the wrong chord. This is the really, really boring podcast. That no one should ever listen to. That is really, really loud. The guitar is a lot louder than the ukulele. But we're done. And here we are. Yes. With episode 17. Today we have a topic. And we're going to talk about... We came up with last minute. Well, I've been thinking about it. I thought about it. I think it was last night. It might have been this morning. I, I was like, we need, to, we need to come up with a topic. And I thought of this topic, and then we found this weird card on my desk. I don't know how it got there. Maybe from the, the you, you know, it just came out of the ether or something. And uh, the card says tarantula. And it's got a picture of a, guess what? Tarantula. Tarantula. And it says, did you know... Tarantulas usually sleep in burrows, which they line with silk from their web. Yes. Didn't know that. Maybe I knew that. I don't know. And then it says size four, brains three, cuteness one, loyalty two. And uh, it's from a collection of cards called Top Trumps, Play, Discover, Favorite Pets. It has a picture of a ginger cat. On the front of it? Yeah, there's top trumps a whole bunch of things. Yeah, I guess that... I think it was a promotion from one of the supermarkets. If you bought X amount of groceries, you got X amount of cards. I just like buying buying the packs and then the packs you can play games with them. Yeah. So I was was thinking we could talk about dangerous animals today. And since um, the card was on the desk of Tarantula... Do you think four's pretty correct? For a size out of ten, yeah. Gosh, they're not that big. No. I suppose if one is an is it like a flea, and ten is a a, a whale. I think whales are dangerous. <laughs> but yeah. If if one is a flea and ten is a whale, I'd probably give tarantula maybe a three. So so yeah, I'd probably give it about the same. Let's say like one. Eel. Probably about ten is I think is I think it's like a tiger or something. Okay. A big lion. What and is then a whale then? Like does it go over ten? One is like, like a 12, tiny fifteen. One is like a tiny little spider at this point. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So four is probably if, t- if ten is a tiger, then probably four is. I still think four is a bit big. I, I think three. Well, they can grow pretty big. They're like you know not. Size of like a a saucer. Yeah, kind of. I guess. Uh, I I kind of yeah. I kind of think the same. Well, I think a four would be like a ch- a chihuahua or something. Would what do you think about brains? To me, brains. I don't know how smart they are. Ten humans. Yeah. One, okay. A little spider that just follows instincts. That's it. I think they're being generous with brains. I'd, I'd say one. I don't think they're very smart at all. They actually are pretty smart. Okay. Can you teach them pretty strict? But can they talk? Cuteness? What do you think about cuteness? Well, it's rating them cuteness one, which uh, for me, I, I, I don't, I'm 
doesn't say I'm scared of spiders. I don't particularly like them. So I wouldn't want one crawling on me. So I think one is accurate. But for someone who likes spiders, like yourself, um, yeah. I, re- I reckon it's a five. It's not cute, but it's not not cute. But it's not not cute for you. Okay. Because uh, that's that really loyalty? subjective, isn't it? Like Yeah. yeah. About loyalty. The loyalty. How loyal... Would a tarantula be to its master? No. I, I don't know. I, I think it may be that's a zero. I'd imagine you let a tarantula, it's just going to go. But, yeah. They, but they, I don't know. Let's look up. How loyal is a tarantula? Tarantulas don't spook loyal owners. Do tarantulas bond with their owners? Tarantulas just aren't that into you. Spiders do have feelings, but unlike a dog or cat, they won't bond with you. In fact, they likely won't even recognize you. They simply aren't hardwired to be companions to humans and should never be bought as a pet sto- at pet stores, online, or anywhere else. Yep, I'm right. They're not. They have no loyalty. I would, I'd say zero. Yeah, I, 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 spiders. I used to have a pet spider that I found them that had got into a fight and I thought it was my friend because I had it for about two years yeah and it grew pretty big probably was I don't know is this the normal size of a notepad mm, a little bit maybe a bit small alright so uh, about the size of a note about the size of a notepad it was about that size yeah from like it's legs laying flat his body um and so I had one of those and I let it out one thinking it liked me and it would come back and it never came back it's wow. completely didn't even yeah. know who I was but it says here on someone asked the question on Cora it is questionable if it knew you saved it I guess someone saved a spider and spiders have no concept of loyalty so yeah they just kill each other there's a video I want to read this there's a video of a guy helping a wolf spider by removing carpet fibers that had tangled up its legs. The spider quickly understood that the guy was doing was good and helped him by moving its legs one by one so he could untangle them. Okay, so they're smart enough to know if you're helping them. That's why okay, they're brains three. They are pretty smart. I had a crab spider who learned that my tweezers meant food. But spiders are mostly instinct-driven and they lack most of the traits social animals like humans have. Most spiders are loners, and they have no need for the complex emotions and feelings we have. So they're just—they're just driven by food and need. They're not. They're they don't need love. They're very primal instincts. Yeah, they don't need love. They don't need companionship. They're not. So they have no loyalty. So loyalty zero. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think this goes down to zero. I think one's as low as it goes. I'd be going to say zero, but that's yeah. all right. We're allowed to disagree. Okay. It's part of what makes these podcasts so interesting. Uh, think, but wait, it's not. It's boring. But what do you think about danger for it? What, what about snakes? Are snakes loyal? Actually, snakes are pretty loyal. I think they are. I think a snake would be loyalty yeah. maybe six. Snakes won't be receptive to your affection. They're wary animals who don't like being held, touched or petted or passed around. It's stressful them and puts them at risk of illness and injury and because they don't whine or yelp, you may not realise that they're hurt. Um, is it true the snakes know how 
they don't really bond with their owners so much as get used to their owners. Mm, okay. So maybe snake loyalty too. Yeah. They, yeah. They have a little bit. Like, they get used to you, but they're not really, like... They're not going to care if you they suddenly get used to you, like, they're not going to try and kill you. And that, that's kind of the loyalty they get. They, yeah. don't, they don't try yeah, and kill you. Yeah, they, they get used to you. They realise you're a source of food. Um, but they're not going to defend you. Yeah. And they're not certainly they're not going to cry if you suddenly disappear. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. So for snake, what are we going for size? It depends on the snake. I mean, an anaconda would Ten. be... Yeah, pretty huge. Yeah. But uh, a little uh, carpet python might be... Carpet pythons usually two. grow. So you mean like a little older snake? Because older snakes grow, they get really, really small. And then they stay that size for a while. Are snakes smart? Yes. Snake intelligence varies among species, but generally falls below that of mammals like dogs or primates. So if a dog had intelligence of, say, five, snake maybe like three or four. I'd say three. They're a bit yep. they're smarter than tarantulas. And of course, different species of snake different breeds of snake would be different and one. danger also varies in the snake yes so if we're just counting all snakes um i'd probably say about seven for all snakes are we going to add danger danger yeah. is another one so danger for tarantula would be pretty high no they're not poisonous well, aren't they i thought no. they were and they barely bite um and even if they do bite it's just going to hurt and it's going to put a little going to stab into your hand, it's going to hurt. You may get risk of infection. Uh, tarantulas dangerous. No, not really. Some people the case because they're large human. These spiders are harmless to humans. Well, there you go. Except for a painful bite. Okay. Yeah. Their mild venom is weaker than a typical bee's. Whereas the funnel web spider... The funnel web spider looks very much like it, except it's yeah. black. And it's able to kill a human very And quickly. they are deadly. Why do you, why That's do you, why Australia is the king of deadly countries because and, we have the funnel web. And I've I've said to Knox and Nine, if you ever see something that looks like a tarantula, don't touch it because if it is a tarantula, it may hurt. But it could also be a funnel web, and I refuse to let you get bitten by a funnel web. We don't have tarantulas in Australia. No, but you can get them oh, as pets. Trans- Australian tarantulas are non-aggressive, but it provoked. There, we do have some. Provoked, it can inflict a painful bite, and adult fangs can be one centimeter long, and they can cause nausea and vomiting for six to eight hours. I imagine if it was a small child or a, or a, like an aged person, it might do more than yeah, just it would. Vomiting, so if if, if you're a healthy person, it'd probably do that. Yeah. If you're a little kid, if you're a little kid, it'd probably make you really sick, and you'd get probably a fever for vomiting, and you'd probably have a fever for a while. Um, but the funnel web. But the funnel web um, kills yeah. too and quickly. They're, they're, they're particularly um, only really in the area of Sydney yeah. in Australia. That's why they're um, called the Sydney funnel web. Yeah. They, they don't... like. Although there has been reports of them spreading a little bit, but it's pretty much particular to the Sydney region, just in New South Wales. So we don't have them here unless they like hitchhike on a container or something um, they could do that but they only like the climate actually where around Sydney so very interesting um, I went to Sydney once and I saw one did you? 
gosh, I've well, never we seen went into one. a big theme park. We went into a big theme park. Yeah. And there was these big slides, and because you had to pay quite a lot of money to go on them, I was like, nah. And then I looked under the slides, and there was this big black spider that I thought was a um tarantula, and I was like. Ooh, and and then um and then mum pulled me away. I was like, "Come on, we gotta go." And I'm like, "Oh." And then later I realised it was a funnel web, and I was like, "I'm very happy mum pulled me away from that." Hmm. Yes. She didn't even see the spider. We were just going. That's it. Well, there you go. Um. um yeah, they are very very dangerous. Whereas the tarantula, which I've even seen them in movies, where remember once I saw this movie. And this guy wanted to kill someone, so he released two tarantulas in this person's room. And the tarantulas, like, they Climb up their they legs. climbed up to try and seek out the guy and bit him on purpose. Like that would never happen. They, yeah. They, anyway, they'd, they'd probably find a really dark corner and sit. There. Yeah, yeah. And then if you if you were aggressive to them, they would bite. Yeah. But they don't seek out no. people to bite. Even the. The funnel web, I don't think, would do that. But no. the funnel web is a much more aggressive spider. The funnel web doesn't seek them out. They just kind of do their own thing, and if you mess with them... They'll bite you. They'll bite you. They, they're kind of like yeah. the tarantula, except they snap. They have a lot more temper. They're basically like a temper machine. They even look nasty. Yeah. The funnel web looks like, you know, it's like... Uh, some of them are hairy, some of them are not like, hairy. It's like. like pitch black, and they look dangerous. Like, they look so nasty. Yeah. Like, even of, looking at one gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, some of them become hairy, <laughs> some of them are, like, shiny, like, as black as black can get, and then they're... they're um, their butt, which is that big round thing, is usually matte black. So the funnel web spider bite should be treated as potentially life-threatening, even though approximately 10 to 15% of bites are venomous. So I guess, similar to snakes, they might bite you as a warning before injecting the venom. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But snakes is an interesting one. So if we talk about snakes, like as we had a carpet python up, up here on our veranda, and it was just like, don't don't touch me! Don't touch me! I'm 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 helpless! I'm harmless! And it just kind of like you know. Whereas if it was a if it was a venomous snake, it would have been like baring its fangs. And yeah. so snakes are different. Like I love copper It's kind of hard to to gauge overall snakes. So if it was a carpet python, you'd say size maybe two or three. It depends on which carpet python. Because if you got a and danger types. would be zero. No, because they are dangerous. Because if you if you piss them off enough, they'll come up you and they'll actually wrap themselves. Well, around that's your neck, true. That's true. And they can break your but entire I'd, neck with their muscle. I'd, I'd, if they were big enough, like I mean, the little ones are probably the not going to be yeah, very dangerous. They, they can. They can. They can. They can give they you a can. nasty bite. That's bite. what they. That's how they kill their prey. They, they can give you a nasty bite. Yeah, they can still give you a nasty. So maybe a two for danger. Yeah, because they tend to want to leave you alone. Whereas a red-bellied black snake, probably the most, or the eastern brown, probably the two most, uh, and the taipan, of course, the three most. One of my favorite. <laughs> I'll keep going. The four what, most what, uh, dangerous snakes in Australia. The, the king cobra. You would not want to. King cobra is my favorite snake. It always shall be. Um, yep. 
And one of my favorite things about it is instead of a warning light, it shoots its venom at you. Yeah. It like projectiles its venom at you to try and blind you. Yeah. And if you get blinded, then you have to run away, and then the animal usually runs away. Um, and I like I like it because it, instead of a warning light, it just shoots venom at you. Shoots it's like, venom. You come near me, I kill you one way or another. Yeah. Either it soaks into your skin and you die. Or I bite you and you die. So if you are in the vicinity of a snake and you think it's venomous, the best thing to do is stand completely still. No. Yes. If you, if you stay... run, it will bite you. No, what what the best thing to do is walk back really slowly. If you it depends how close you are. Yeah. So if, you ride. If it's if it's like if it's like, if it's between your legs, don't move. Yeah, don't I'm stay is because they gauge where you are because on their bottom jaw they have a sensor for the ground vibrations and that because yep. they've got horrible eyesight and horrible hearing. Oh, terrible. But the thing about a snake is the only attack, like, if they see you as prey, then they'll attack you. But we're too, big, we're too big to be prey. And if they see you if as... If they see a, you as a danger, yeah. they will attack you. So if you make yourself as undangerous as possible... And you're clearly not prey because they can't eat you. You're too big. So they will leave you alone and they'll slither, slither away on their That's merry why way. standing still is the best. Yeah. If you st- but you're right. If you are within a I couple back- of metres of them, yeah. yes, you back away slowly. You back away slowly and then once you're... They don't I- want to fight you because they know that you can kill them. Because, yeah. I mean, they can, they can bite you five times, but you still you could kill them. Yeah. And they know that. And... Walk away. And also, if you have a dog, don't let them near it. Because dogs, mm. usually their first idea is to try and kill the thing. Yeah. And my dog has almost got bitten by them multiple times. But he's managed to kill all of them. Yeah, dogs are pretty good at it. But they can still get bitten. What they do they is they die. grab their body. They grab their body and then they do the death shake. Yeah. Because the snake can't bite if they're being shaked. No, and it can't. whacks them and then they throw no. it. And if you had to kill a snake, the best way is... Grab it behind its head, but I oh, you, you don't do that. Or um, some people some people say to grab their tail and swing them around. Oh, that would probably work. Um, that would work, but it's not going to be the best idea. Yeah, the best thing to do is if you're able to get close enough to it, stop your foot just behind its head so it can't move its head. It can move your tail and wrap around your leg, but then you have the ability to grab its head, mm. and as soon as it you've got its head, if it's a carpet python. It's going to hurt to have it wrap around your arm. No doubt about that because they are strong. But if it wraps around your arm because it's a poisonous snake, then you have it tied and it can't bite you. Just don't put their head near anything. And but we ca- don't recommend touching them in yeah. any way. Worst case scenario... And we are not experts. Yeah, worst case scenario if they're trying to bite you, let them bite like a pillow or something. Yeah, yeah. Alright, well, we've covered tarantulas. And spiders, I guess. And snakes. What about for snakes, brains? Did we do brains for snakes? No, snakes are actually quite smart. So maybe a four? Yeah. They're a bit smart. Cuteness? That's subjective again. Some people will love snakes. For me... I'd say they're they're about seven. I would say two. I like them (laughs) very, very much. Our loyalty... Well, I think we already covered that. Yeah, no, they're not very loyal. Yeah, not very loyal. They get maybe, used to you, so maybe they Maybe two or three, yeah. What about um, 
another dangerous animal. Should we should we just do a Google search for dangerous animals? Yeah. The first thing comes up. Dangerous animals. The hippopotamus. Now, do you think of when you think of dangerous animals? Do you think of the hippopotamus as being? Everyone thinks oh, cute, cuddly hippopotamus. No, they so got, cuddly. They, I'm pretty sure they got the second strongest bite strength in the world. Yeah. The just. Um, but the crocodile still holds the king for that. But crocodile the hippo kills more people in Africa, I yeah. believe, without looking it up, than any other creature. Like they because are because deadly. people just think, oh, cute yeah. hippopotamus. No, stay. Could you imagine something that big, like charging at you and hitting you? Like you'd probably look break about fifty bones. You die from... basically incidentally. Um. This guy chucked a watermelon in hippopotamus mouth, and the hippopotamus just effortlessly crushed it. Just crushed it like it was nothing. Yep. There's a lot here. Yeah, and I'm like... We've got uh, the hippo, crocodile, sharks, lions... Sharks aren't that dangerous. Saltwater crocodile. Saltwater crocodiles are dangerous. They are dangerous. There's pufferfish, box jellyfish, mosquito... How do you say that? Setsy fly? Cape buffalo, brilliant octopus, scorpions, Komodo dragon, rhinoceros, wolf, great white shark, dogs, elephants, tigers, stonefish, leopard, bears, snakes, and spiders. Okay, well, let's go from the top. So we've done. We could go this list: most dangerous animals in the world. Yeah, sure. Um, Let's have a look at that. So we've done hippos. Hippos are dangerous, dangerous. Hippo. How would you rate a hippo? Size, pretty big. Uh, they're bigger than a lion, so I'd say 10. 10. size. Brains, they're pretty... I don't know, they look pretty dumb to me. They're dumb, but they're actually kind of smart. <laughs> yeah. I'd say probably about a 5, maybe 4, 5 for brains. 1 for cute... No, I'd probably say for me... Yeah, I don't that's think they're that cute. I say probably uh, 1 for cuteness. Yeah, yeah, and what's the last yeah. one? And loyalty. Loyalty. They're, they're zero. They're not loyal. <laughs> I don't think they're loyal at all. I don't think you'd be able to control them. Like, it, this is, we'll read what it says. This, so this is a list of the most dangerous animals in the world. Hippo comes in at 15. Uh, hippos may look like giant bumbling things, but they are often considered Africa's most dangerous animal. They're territori- territorial, unpredictable, and armed with a mouthful of teeth and sharp and strong enough to do lethal damage. If their territory is encroached, whether that be by a crocodile, another hippo, or a boat full of tourists, they will aggressively defend their space. When hippos attack, they do so with canine teeth nearly two feet long at a pressure of 2,000 pounds per square inch. A lion exerts half as much pressure when biting its hardest. As if that weren't enough reason to steer clear, hippos sweat a red liquid that looks like blood, securing their title as the most metal animal on the planet. What's metal? Just being like bad. You know, like, it's metal! Yeah, okay. Okay. Their natural environment is the rivers and lakes of sub-Saharan Africa. Okay. They've also made their way to Colombia. Interesting. Next next one, jellyfish. The The box jellyfish. And the box jellyfish puts shudders through me when I think about it and keeps me away from beaches during the really hot summer. My friend got stuck by one. They are not nice. Only by the very tip of it. Only by the very tip of it. He's lucky. 
and it wasn't anywhere near his head. He just got stung, kind of got stung, kind of here. Yep. Got stung, kind of on the stomach, and it just like, like touched him, and he was not happy. So, yeah, you wouldn't be very painful. No. I was there. I was there. I was probably a meter away from him because I was swimming back in the shore because I'm, I was thirsty, and he screamed, and then. He came rushing pop. He was not happy. He wouldn't want to swim. And then I managed to get him to swim to shore with me. And then they looked at it. And then we went to the hospital. And then they said it was a box jellyfish. After he subscribed it. And then they treated it. And he ended up being fine. Okay. That's good. But for those who don't know, the box jellyfish floats off the northern coast of Australia up to the Philippines. And they do, in the summertime, float down towards about where we are here on South East Queensland. And uh, it's a reason why, you know, if you swim in that time in the ocean, you are risking I just don't rush the ocean in the slightest. I don't anyway, like the salt water and I don't like the food. Often found floating or very slowly moving at speeds close to 5 miles per hour and in Indo-Pacific waters, these transparent, nearly invisible invertebrates are considered by the National Ocean and Atmospheric Administration to be the most venomous marine animal in the world. Their namesake, cubic frames, so box jellyfish, contain up to 15 tentacles that can grow up to 10 feet long. Plus, those tendrils are lined with thousands of stinging cells known as nematocysts, which contain toxins that simultaneously attack the heart, nervous system and skin cells. While anti-venoms do exist, the venom is so potent that many human victims have been known to go into shock and drown or die of heart failure before reaching shore. They kill 20 to 40 people every year in the Philippines alone. Why do you think Why do you think I said that's why he was in so much pain? Well, for those who are lucky enough to make it to hospital and receive the antidote, survivors can sometimes experience considerable pain for weeks afterwards and are often left with nasty scars from the creature's tentacles. Oh, I forgot to notice that. Do not want. He, he does He does have this <laughs> dot here. He has this dot just here um, yeah. on his stomach, and it's just this scar. Nobody knows how he got it except him and me. And he was in considerable pain. That's why I didn't want to swim. Um, yeah, so... I'll tell you. Um, he size? One? Two. They can get brains. Pregnant. Zero. Yeah. They got no brain. No. Cuteness. Zero. Depends who. <laughs> you think depends, they're cute? Depends who you are. One of my friends thinks all. Ah, uh, yeah. Some people love jellyfish, but for me, I'm like, uh, loyalty minus minus one. What are you playing with there? Um, loyalty. They don't yeah. have brains. So they can't be. They loyal. don't have any loyalty at all. What about the next one? The cone snail? What is the cone snail? Found in the warm waters and tropics, these beautiful creatures, instantly recognisable for their highly prized brown and white marble shells, can be seen in shallow depths closer to shore near coral reefs and rock formations and beneath sandy shoals. But do not dare to touch the four to six long gastropods. People are probably wondering, what on earth is that noise? What is it? What was She's it? playing with uh, a toy from the movie Cars. Oh, lightning. You know, the, if you've seen it, it's the 
the uh, harvester, the combine harvester. That chases Lightning McQueen and yeah. that old guy. Yeah. Mater. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure it's fun for you to play with it, but I don't know how fun it'll be for our listeners, as few as them as there are, to be listening to you playing with it. Okay. But whatever. It's your podcast. <laughs> The cone snail. So I think that when you step on it, they they're, it, they like really, really bad bite. The toxin stops nerve cells from communicating with another. So the creature not only causes paralysis within moments, but Perrot's nickname of cigarette snail affords you about enough time to smoke a stick before you die. Wow. That's crazy uh, so basically yeah. you can't feel it one bite. of the most venomous species of snails so you can't feel it bite uh, yeah, let's see it's it instantly paralyzes well I think you feel it you feel it but then I think it goes you feel away. it but you get paralyzed pretty quickly and there's no anti-venom no anti-venom so which the, means that you're probably not going to live if get one, you die. Yeah, pretty much that's it. Good night. Sayonara. Uh, off to the land of Nod forever. Um, yeah, that's... I don't know, size one, brain zero, cuteness. There it goes. <laughs> it has a mechanism that makes it go forwards and likes to run into things. Mm. Goes straight forwards until it hits something, turns. Has no loyalty. Yeah, it has Cuteness, no loyalty. Brain. Is it cute? I don't. I'd say it's beautiful. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's cute. No, no cuteness. I wouldn't want to touch it. Is. No. All right. Um, so well, next one. Size number twelve. How big are they yet? Size hmm. is like five. I don't know. I think they're pretty small. What did it say? It's hard because there's a picture, but there's no like reference. comparison. There's no reference. So. I'd say looking at these little seaweed kind of things that that's actually pretty small. I think they're probably about, you know, maybe seven centimetres, a couple of inches, a couple of inches long. That's it. So I would say one. That's pretty small. That's tiny. Yeah, okay, one then. Next one. All right. Frog. The golden Golden poison dart frog. The golden poison dart frog. Or, Or the, um, now this one's pretty cute. It's a cute yeah. little yellow frog. Don't be deceived by its cuteness, though. But it's poisonous. Poison darts are a large, diverse group of brightly coloured frogs, of which only a handful of species are particularly dangerous to humans. The most deadly, the golden poison dart, inhabits the small range of rainforests along Colombia's Pacific coast, and grows to about two inches long. So similar size to the other one. So size one. It's about the size of a paperclip. That'd be a pretty paper, two-inch paperclip, a pretty big one. It's poison called batrachotoxin is so potent that there's enough to kill one frog, enough in one frog to kill ten grown men with only two micrograms, roughly the amount that would fit onto the head of a pin, able to kill a single individually. So, so if you had the amount that fits on the head of a pin, it would kill you. But what makes the amphibian especially dangerous is that its poison glands are located beneath its skin. 
Meaning, as I said, it poisoned, it's a mere touch will to cause touch. trouble. Little wonder the indigenous Ambera people have laced the tips of their hunting blow darts with the frog's toxin for centuries. Sadly, deforestation has landed the frog on several endangered lists, but if you're lucky enough for a rare sighting when hiking, don't go reaching for it. Don't touch. Where to find them? Columbia said that in it. Alright, so... What do we reckon for that? Size, Size one. one. Brains. Hard to know. How smart is a frog? Dumb. Pretty dumb. One. one. Cuteness. They're pretty cute. Maybe six, seven. Four for me. Four for you. Loyalty. Zero. Zero. They're not loyal to anybody. They just... You touch them, you, you might die. That, that's, why, that's why they're so dangerous. They can just jump on anything. The Cape Buffalo comes in at number 11. Which number around 900,000 in the wild are a relatively mild species when left alone, preferring to travel in massive herds as they graze in early morning and late afternoon hours. All gather around watering holes. However, if an individual or its calf is threatened or wounded, they may they become the incarnation of their nickname, Black Death. Reportedly responsible for killing more hunters on the African continent than any other creature... These behemoths, which can grow nearly six feet tall and weigh a ton, circle and stalk their prey before charging at speeds of up to 35 miles per hour. They're even known to continue charging when injured and will not hesitate to attack moving vehicles. Suffice to say, you don't want to mess with those horns. Yeah, yeah so they, you could give them red eyes, they're so mean. Those horns look nasty. They look like a, looks like a demon's horns. And if, and if they're charging you when you're in your car... Become a lead foot. Just stomp <laughs> pedal to the metal as fast as you can go. Like okay, so over hundred kilometers an hour. They're from Africa. So they're thirty five kilometers an hour, so they're probably get a bit faster, so just go as fast as possible. Yep. Just don't go to Africa. So size, they're pretty big. Pretty big. Maybe nine. What was the last one? They're they're close to the size of a the, um, about a, a ton and they're six feet tall so taller than me so that's their height and their width would be bigger like their length would be bigger are they bigger than hippopotamus? no no so I think maybe an eight or a nine they're pretty yeah, big yeah probably about an eight because we rated the yeah, hippopotamus about a let's go eight nine and cuteness I don't know that's pretty ugly unless you're someone who three absolutely loves cows but it looks like an evil cow Three. Like, that's how I would think of an evil cow. Yeah, I think three. Three. And loyalty. Because they are kind of Loyalty cute. to each other, pretty high. Like, if they're threatened, they'll kill you. They'll protect But each loyalty other. to human beings? I don't know. Zero. I don't know. Because they try to kill people. Hard, been hard to say. If you if you had a herd of them and you tended them, then they might be loyal to you. Doesn't give me enough information. So, let's say loyalty three. Well, how loyal are buffalo in general? How loyal is a buffalo? Um, Are buffalo friendly animals? No, they're, they're notoriously aggressive, even the regular ones. Domestic buffalo are really considered to be dangerous, but then, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think th- hard I th- to say. I think they're aggressive to newcomers and 
or like something that they think threatens. Well, this says the K Buffalo kills around 200 people every year. So I would say loyalty probably, you know, zero. No, but but say say you got them when they were a baby, when they were just born because their mum died and you took care of them. I think they'd be loyal to you. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But that's that's not the norm. Loyal to humans, let's say one. Yeah, yeah, I think one. Uh, Indian source scale viper. So it's a snake. It looks tiny. While plenty of snake species pack enough venom to bring down a human, all of them take the multifaceted approach of the Indian saw-scale viper, sometimes called the little Indian viper or the saw-scale viper. These reptiles live in some of the most populated areas of the region they occupy, which stretches well beyond India. They remain inconspicuous, though, by using the natural camouflage to blend into desert surroundings. Because they're typically active at night, it's best to listen for the defensive sizzling sound. This comes from a behaviour called stridulation, in which the snake forms coils and rubs its scales together. Even with a warning, scale squirrel... Scale, it's a tongue twister. Source scale vipers are extremely aggressive, with more than double a lethal dose into each bite. Luckily, there is an effective antivenom. Oh, I remember something. So that's that's just basically snake. In the, I think it's but, India yeah. or somewhere else. People train snakes to protect their babies. Oh, do they? So they can just leave their baby on a mat anywhere, and there's snake and there's snakes around it protecting it. There you go. Well, we kind of already talked about snakes, so I think we just moved. I just remember that. The puffer fish. Oh, can I say something about yeah, their jaw strength? You can. One time I was fishing a long time ago and I pulled a f- puff fish. It was the first fish I ever caught. I pulled it up and it started crushing my hook. Basically flattened my hook and I was like, oh. Hmm. Uh, and so all I did was I pulled my hook out of its mouth. I, I pinched it by the tail with a pair of pliers. Yeah. And I dropped it. Wow. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was all puffed up and everything. Interesting. Okay. And we got the puffer fish. The puffer fish. Also known as the blowfish, are located in tropical areas, tropical seas around the globe. They are the second most poisonous vertebrate on the planet after the golden arrow dart frog. They're arguably more dangerous as the neurotoxin is found in the fish's skin. Muscle tissue, liver, kidneys, and gonads, all of which must be avoided when preparing the creature for human consumption. So this is the creature that some, particularly Japan, they love to eat it. They call it fugu. And it can only be prepared by a trained licensed chef because if they include any of the toxin from the puffer fish, you you will die. die. So that's... Pretty crazy. I wouldn't want to eat it. Um, they're, they're around Japan, China, and the Philippines. I would, I would eat one. I'd eat one, but I'd, I'd be very, very careful. The is toxin is twelve hundred times more poisonous than cyanide. Wow. What is there an is there an antidote? Uh, it says it can cause deadening of the tongue and lips, dizziness, vomiting. Arrhythmia, difficulty breathing, muscle polaris, and then 
muscle polarisis and if left untreated being paralyzed Mm -hmm. and if left untreated death so i guess there is treatment for it um yeah okay well hardness of breathing i think would kill me because with my asthma i think i'd be dead Mm, i just want to stay away from them Indian Taipan. The inland Taipan. Inland Taipan. The inland Taipan. This is... I just got a mozzie. Mosquito. Should that be on the list? They do kill Actually, people. Actually, mosquitoes... They do. Mosquitoes have the highest hunt rate. The highest successful hunt rate ever. Mm. When they're hunting, they basically get a 99% of Oh, yeah. They'll get it, yeah. The inland Taipan. So, it's another snake. But this is the most dangerous Australian snake. Um, they are relatively docile and reclusive and unlikely to get aggressive with humans without cause. But if you sneak up on one and try to handle one, they have enough toxin to kill a hundred grown humans uh-huh. with one bite. Uh-huh. So they'll cause organ failure, convulsions, paralysis until death occurs. The only anti-venom that exists is geared towards the inland Taipan's coastal cousin and given the snake's remote locale accessing it quickly is unlikely so if you're so in the outback get, you and you get, get bitten by an inland Taipan you're probably dead so you mean you have to get bitten by another snake no 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 no. the, the only anti-venom that exists is actually for a different Taipan that's closer to the coast oh. not that I've ever heard of anyone coming across a Taipan um, they do tend to be more out in the outback. Now, here you're more likely to come across a red belly black snake or an eastern brown. Or um, Is the eastern brown those short stubby ones that are really brown? Like yeah, the, like I the poop so. brown? And okay, are, I've come across one of those. They are deadly. I've come across one of those before. Yep. And yeah, they're pretty dull, uninteresting snake, but no, they're not, they are very but, deadly. Um, Knox flipped out because it was up a tree. He flipped out when he saw it, and then it went under the it went under the it went under the car, and we were like standing right next to the car while it was under the car, trying to look for the snake. Yeah. And yep. I'm and and now I think back and I'm like that was really really That's dumb. That's pretty, pretty dumb, pretty dumb, pretty dangerous. Let's not let's not do that. Okay, what's the next one? Well, we forgot to rate the puffer fish oh. size. Doesn't really say how big they are, two. are they? But I think two. They're about yeah. this big. Yeah. But this brains. Big, and then when they puff up, they're about It's this big. a fish. They're pretty stupid. Brains one. Cuteness. Oh, they're ugly. They're ugly as. Uh, yeah, one. One. Loyalty zero. These dangerous animals don't have much loyalty. The What's Brazilian that? wandering spider comes Five. in at number seven. Some people say it's more poisonous than the um. Um, what's it called? The Sydney, um... Sydney the final web. Yeah. <sighs> if the size of this spider isn't enough to inspire a sudden heart attack, they can be five to seven inches long. So, that's pretty big. Yeah. That's big. Uh, then its highly venomous bite will finish the job. Many spiders have fangs packed full of toxins but aren't known to bite people. Unfortunately, the Brazilian wandering spider is not one of these. Even worse, this spider often lives up to its name and wanders into densely populated areas to seek shelter in dark, cosy places like inside of shoes, clothes, log piles, cars and other places people may stick their hands. Human death can occur within two to six hours of a bite, typically as a result of 
as a result of lung failure, though fevered, vomiting, and paralysis also occur. Sounds lovely. Blights from Brazilian watering spiders are uncommon, but don't let your guard down in their territory just in case. You just said you just said they come in shoes, and I was like. I, I, I always had a heart attack there because I wear a lot of shoes and I love my shoes. Well, thankfully for us, they wear are thongs. from Central and South America only. And they but, also wear yeah. thongs. So they I, actually, um, yeah. Well, we just have to, if we ever go These there... These ones do bite. Like, have, they bite. They just bite. They bite because it's fun. If we go there, we need thongs. We just need to wear as many oh, uh, thongs yes, for gosh. you Americans if there's anyone... Uh, flip flops, um, yeah. So those, yeah. So we call them thongs, not undies. Um, yeah, just wear those because they've got nowhere to hide. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay, well, let's move on to the stonefish. Uh, I think everyone knows about the stonefish. We already talked about spiders and their rating, and I think it's pretty much the same. Stonefish, the most venomous fish known to humans, is actually an easy one to miss, which is by design. Stonefish, after all, are named for their visual similarity to rocks. So, but if you if you step on one, you get. Yeah, it would be like a switchblade to the face. Yeah, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, how? Fatality from stonefish venom can occur within an hour. So you'd need the antivenom immediately. Yeah, no, there was this, um, there was this, you know those shows where people are stuck on an island and they have to, like, do these challenges and stay alive and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, so then one of these guys, one of these guys on the island, he was like, a cool car, he was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go in the water, I'm like a big dude. He, um, and he went in the water and, like, five steps into the water, he stepped on a stonefish. Hmm. Literally. And he's like, ah, and they're like, you stepped on a stone. They started flipping out. Oh, yeah. And the camera guy, like, oh, like him. having a knife put in your face. That's pretty crazy. They, they had, they had, like, the ambulance there, and everyone yeah, was yeah. there freaking out. And he ended up dying, but. Not good. Yeah, and then they had to stop the challenge. They just stopped the challenge there. Challenges. Challenges over. Yeah. Well, I, I would give it a rating size. Doesn't say how big they are. I think they like can get from. I think they like can get from one. like about this big to yeah, about this I'd, big. I'd say a one. They're not big. Brains zero. Three for me. Brains <laughs> zero. Cuteness negative ten. That's so <laughs> ugly. Oh my goodness, they're ugly. They look like they look like some demon from the deep. And loyalty nah zero. This rating thing is a bit stupid, really. Anyway, we'll continue on. Number five. The Australian crocodile. The saltwater crocodile. Florida's alligators may be scary, but they have nothing on their cousin, the fearless, fierce, the fearsome crocodile, which is more short-tempered, easily provoked, and aggressive toward anything that crosses its path. And of all the species all in the world, yeah, they're they're an Australian one. Don't come to Australia. Indo-Pacific region, everywhere from India to Vietnam, all the way to northern Australia. So they're not just Australia; they're all the way up into into like the south. And that's not what your crocodile. So these ferocious killers can mm-hmm. grow up to twenty-three feet in length. That is huge. Uh-huh. 
weigh more than a ton and are known to kill hundreds of people each year, with crocodiles as a whole responsible for more human fatalities annually than sharks. I actually think that um, crocodiles are... That the other reason that they've killed a lot more people is because a lot more people go near them. Oh, yeah. I, I think I think that's it because I think I think if everyone just knew about the dangers, like oh, okay, we're gonna stay away. I think it would drop very much. And and the other thing you gotta remember is that they're especially dangerous as they're excellent swimmers in both salt and fresh water. So the saltwater crocodile, while they prefer to live in salt water, they can swim in fresh water. Yeah, they, they and don't... can strike quickly with a bite delivering three thousand seven hundred pounds per square inch of pressure. Rivaling that of the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Actually, there was this there was this T Rex that um so the so they these T these um these things can rival the T Rex as 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 like, how uh, hard they bite. Yeah, and, they bite as hard as a T Rex. And, and then you think anything you, you think back into the dinosaur days, there were these humongous crocodiles as big as a T Rex, bigger than T Rexes, mm-hmm. with bite strength is. Over tons and tons of strength. Yeah. They to put it eat. in perspective, if I'm biting into a steak, I use about 200 psi. Yeah, that's five percent of a saltwater croc's jaw. Three thousand seven hundred psi. And that's as much strength as you can like, yeah. give. Yeah, well, if you if if they catch you, you're pretty much dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, so with the big ones, if a T-Rex tried killing it, the crocodile would usually win. First, they've also, even on land, they can run. Even on land, they can run very, very quickly. Like, I, I've, like if, you, if you've watched a video of them run on land, they can run. Yeah. Like, just, like, it, they can run. They can't climb, so. They are slower on land. Than they, they are slower on land. But they can You're still more run. likely to get away from them on land, but they aren't. They can, they, s- they can run. And, and then, um, and then plus that they are also just dangerous. And then their tail has way too much muscle in it. Just one whack yep. of the tail can, can easily knock someone out. Yep, and they'll grab you and they'll take you under the water and just roll with you. Yeah, death roll. The, it's called the death, death roll. Yeah. Even the freshwater crocs can do that. Freshwater crocs are dangerous. Saltwater crocs are. They they take they don't take you at the top of the water. They take you as no, deep as they can. No, they take you right down. And then they roll you, so you drown, and your body gets torn apart at the same time. Yeah. And so. So size. I think an eight. Pretty big. Yeah, they're pretty big. Brains. Maybe a five. If you see, if you've ever seen a saltwater crocodile and a hippopotamus, like because saltwater and um. What is it? Freshwater do meet mm. it eventually. Yeah. And like some saltwater crocs will be living on one side, the hippopotamus will be living on the other side, right? Yeah. And they clash mm. properly. Sometimes the hippopotamus wins because the crocodile gets in their mouth. Sometimes the crocodile wins because the crocodile just gets to their throat and rips it out with ease. They still beat the um. They still beat the hippopotamus in bite strength. What about cuteness? I think like five, no more than five. I'd say about seven for me. Okay, I think maybe like a four. And loyalty. Mm. Loyal to cousins. They're not loyal to humans. No, they're you not. Could, you could not. Yeah, People I don't know. Pets. Maybe, maybe to Steve Irwin, but he's no longer with us. 
they, 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 people have them as pets and they're pretty loyal to them. Mm. I'd probably say about th- Maybe three, three for loyalty. Yeah. What about the Setsi fly? Number four. Often regarded as the world's most dangerous fly, the Setsi fly, a small speck of an insect that measures 8 to 17 millimetres, or about the same size as an average house fly, is commonly found in sub-Saharan Africa, especially throughout countries in the centre of the continent. While the flies themselves are nasty, blood-sucking bugs that usually feed during the peak warm hours of the day, their true terror lies in the protozoan parasites they spread known as trypanosomes. These microscopic pathogens are the causative agent of African sleeping sickness, a disease marked by neurological and meningencephalatic symptoms, including behavioral changes, poor coordination, as well as the disturbances in sleeping cycles that give the illness its name. If untreated, the condition can be fatal. While there are no vaccines or medications available to prevent infection, methods of protection include wearing neutral colour clothing, the Setsi flies attract to bright and dark colours, especially blue, avoiding bushes during the day, and using paramethin-treated gear in more remote areas. And that's rated number four. I, I don't know if it's that deadly. I would say the cro- I saltwater crocodile would be above that. Yeah, I'd... Like stonefish like, is like, It sounds horrible, but it's not like they're... Like, you get a bite from it and you're dead. So what a crocodile um, you get a bite from it and he yanks you into the water, you're yeah, dead. Yeah, I, I don't know. As soon as, you're in, as soon as you're in the saltwater crocodile's grip, if it bites your leg off, if you say it bites, say it bites your hand off, you can still run. As soon mm. as you're in the water and it's got you, you're, you're dead. dead. Yeah, you're dead. Well, the Tsetse fly, size one, brains one, cuteness one, loyalty Brains negative one hundred. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a fly. I hate them. I don't know if that belongs blue on the Blue ringed octopus. Anyway. The blue ringed octopus, I've number three. Before. I've actually seen one before. Size of a golf ball. No, oh, I thought they were bigger than that. No, they can get bigger. Size of a golf ball. So a golf ball's about yay big. Yeah. They can get bigger. I saw one bigger than that. And decorated with stunning iridescent rings of blue, the aptly named blue ring octopus punches well above its weight. This docile animal will attack when threatened, packing a neurotoxin a thousand times more powerful than cyanide, with no known antidote. Not that there would be enough time to administer before death occurs. The bite of the blue ringed octopus is so painless, one might not even feel it happening, which makes it even more remarkable how often people share photos and videos with one in their hand. Even if they decide to spare the human touching them, the experience of being handled depletes the energy of a blue-ringed octopus, making survival tougher for them. Well, we're not really talking about them. Anyway, blue-ringed octopi live in the Pacific Ocean around Australia and Japan. So, why the heck would you pick one up? Oh, actually, when I was a little kid... I thought... I didn't know there was no antidote for blue-ringed octopus. Yeah, but, um... When I was when I was a little kid, I was in a rock pool summer with two of my no three of my friends, and we were we were running around. And I saw this octopus, and I was like, "Hey!" I went over to go pick it up, and then my friend stopped me, and he said, "Stop!" He said, "Don't go near. That's a blue ringed octopus." There is no antidote. There you go. Is he, there a way to survive blue ringed octopus? 
If you're about to get intubated and put on a ventilator in time, it's possible to survive the bite. Um, yeah, so okay. we, we got close to it and he, he, he just said, stop, stop right there. And he, he was luckily smart enough to say, that's a blue ring octopus. Mm. You die if you touch that. Mm. And then we were like, okay, and we all stayed away from it. I still saw a blue ring octopus though, and I almost picked it up. Okay, while there's no no antidote, if you get to hospital and you get treatment, you can survive it. Alright. Well, they are pretty cute. They are. So, cuteness. Cuteness, seven. Yeah, I agree. Size, uh, two. Size, one. They're tiny. Fit them in your hand. Brains? They're actually pretty yeah. smart. Are they? Yeah. Octopus can be quite smart. I'd say probably about three for brains. Three? Loyalty. About uh, more than they want. Loyalty. Minus ten. Here we go. Number two. Mosquito. Mosquito. There you go. I mentioned it before. I killed one. Or the mozzies. The The mosquito or the mozzie. Clocking in at just three millimetres at their smallest. The common mosquito, even tinier than the tetsi fly ranks, is the second most dangerous animal in the world. Our reasoning, the sheer number of deaths each year caused by various pathogens that several species of mosquitoes, more than 3,000 of in the world, carry to humans. The irritating insects... Millions of times and I never, I never died. Yeah, well... They do carry things like uh, malaria, chicken chunga, chicken chunga. That sounds, sounds like, like a, food. a food. Chimichunga, chikichunga, uh, encephalitis, elephantitis, yellow fever, dengue fever, West Nile virus, the Zika virus, which effective collectively afflict an estimated 700 million and kill roughly 725,000 people each year. More well, than half the human population is currently at risk from mosquito-borne diseases, given that the pests are attracted to our body temperatures and the CO2 we exhale. Our best tools to prevent infection lie the use of insect repellents, high in active ingredients like DEET and picaridin. We're pretty safe from them here. You can still get some diseases, but at least in Australia we don't have like malaria and all these other diseases. I, I have heard of people getting Zika virus though. So it can happen. Um, yeah, I, so yeah, the mosquito. I've, I've been bit by millions of them, and I have never got sick. So I'm not scared of them. So size one minus two. Yeah, they're tiny. Brains none. Yeah. Cuteness none. Yeah. They're disgusting. No, no brains. Parasites minus a hundred. Cuteness minus <laughs> one million. Loyalty. Negative 50,000. Yeah. It's getting worse. And ranking number one. I still can't believe the Tetsi Flyers get number four. Like, I don't know. Like, anyway. That's me, mate. Number one. Humans. Human beings. Yeah, we're the most dangerous. We are the most dangerous. Woo! Represent. Surprised. After all, we're animals too. And since we've been killing each other... For 10,000 years, with the total deaths from war alone estimated at between 150 million and 1 billion, and that was a decade ago, it's a no-brainer that we top the list. We assault each other with incredibly high rates of senseless brutality, 
from gun violence to terrorist attacks around the world globe. We're dangerous to other animals too. Think global warming, the destruction of forests and coral reefs, and over-tourism for starters. Given the threat we pose to countless other creatures and the fact that we often act irrationally and have the capacity to annihilate our entire planet with a host of horrifying weapons like nuclear devices and genetically modified superbugs, we are squarely atop the list as the most dangerous animal in the world. Size, probably six, yeah, seven. Yeah, six. Yeah. yeah. Um, brains, ten. Ten, yeah. Cuteness. Cuteness. Ranges from zero to ten. Yeah. Depending on the person. So let's say zero to ten. <laughs> um, a loyalty, ten. We can loyalty, be, yeah. We can be very That can loyalty. range too, because some people are less loyal than others. But we tend to be a loyal people to our families, yeah. at least. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say that's fair to say a loyalty of 10. So we um, are... Cuteness, if you had to choose... I mean, we're not as cute as baby kittens or puppies, so maybe 8. But it also depends on the person. Because yeah. you're saying cuteness... And that depends on the person looking at the person as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, someone it, who I think is cute, you probably wouldn't think is cute. Yeah, and... But but and vice versa. but do you mean like that or do you mean like like a little baby? Cute? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's true. Little so babies are cute. Range. Um, Forty-year-old. Would you say one to ten? Forty-year-old, overweight male, probably not so much. All right. Well, why do you why do you make that so specific? I don't know. Because I don't find forty-year-old overweight 40? males. I'm forty-nine, but I'm not. I'm not overweight. No, you're not. So, yeah, I'm picking on the overweight 40 year old males. You just made that so. No, just, that's just the. That's who I find probably least attractive. We've gone for an hour. <laughs> we have. We've done an hour. An hour and one minute. And we've talked about dangerous animals. What animal do you think is the most dangerous? Uh, do you think they're cute? Do you Give think they're cuddly? Text. Do you think they have brains? Drop us a line at watchoutlittlered at, email do, at gmail.com or go to my Facebook page, Peter Petercan. Uh, I'm Peter Petercan and this is Marceline and this has been the very, really, 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 the really, really boring podcast that no one should listen to. Yep. This was the really, really boring podcast that no one should ever listen Listen to. All right, until next time. Yeah, bye. See you later.